Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crucial Talks podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sedam. Last week, we had an opportunity to talk with Sherry Torres about the book she co-authored with Jackie Stavros. As a side note, I had an awesome phone call with Jackie on Friday, and she's going to be on the Crucial Talks podcast very soon, and we'll be able to dive deeper into the book, Conversations Worth Having. During the conversation I had with Sherry, we were able to talk about how appreciative inquiry was used as a basis for the book and how we can have conversations worth having as part of our everyday lives. As part of this, we talked about the principles of appreciative inquiry, and one of those principles is the constructionist principle. I love the concept of the constructionist principle, and here's why. And first, I'll give a quick shout out to my son Ryder, because even at seven years old, He's listened to enough of my podcast that when I ask him what people are, he says, social storytelling animals. And that brings us right to the constructionist principle, which is basically another way to say that we, as social storytelling animals, are able to understand what is happening around us, deal with other people, and see reality based on what we have constructed in our minds by what we say, the stories we tell and the beliefs that come from those stories. Watch the news tonight, and you'll probably see someone talking about what the president is or is not doing, or how the president is right or wrong, and what needs to change. Switch to another news channel, and there will be a different view. They'll be talking about exactly the same situation, but what was right is now wrong. What needs to change is now we need more of. This all relates to the constructionist principle. Or in other words, the subjective nature of reality and what we use as people to make decisions. Let's listen to this clip, and then we'll talk about how the constructionist principle helps us understand how we and other people make decisions. And look at this. This is the same massage chair we're getting for Joe Mayo, $60 cheap. Except the store's in Delaware. I'll have them overnighted. Maybe cheapness is a sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it is better without this big wallet. It's more comfortable. It doesn't matter if it's more comfortable, it's wrong. Why? Because important things go in a case. You got a skull for your brain, a plastic sleeve for your comb, and a wallet for your money. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's, it's huge. You got more cow here than here. I need everything in there. Irish money? I might go there. Show this card at any participating Orlando area Exxon station to get your free Save the Tiger poster. Just give me that. Give me some of those sweet and lows. satisfied Uh, my back is killing me of course because of that wallet you you got a filing cabinet under half of your ass this is an organizer a secretary and a friend look at you you're on a slant Pick up on that, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm fine. 
What was that? I think I had some hard candy in there. Because of your giant wallet. Just get rid of it. Never. It is a part of me. I will just return the chair and it will be easy because the receipt is in my good friend. Your good friend is morbidly obese. <laughs> well, at least I'm not carrying a purse. It's not a purse. It's European. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know what you're thinking. What does this episode of Seinfeld have to do with appreciative inquiry? What does it have to do with the constructionist principle? What does it have to do with social construction? And what does it have to do with human behavior and understanding what drives people? Well, what we're going to be able to do is look at this scene from Seinfeld. It was recorded back in January of 1998, and it hasn't changed since then. However, by listening to it, and dissecting what's going on between Jerry and George throughout all of these different scenes, we get to better understand what drives people based on the identities we have adopted, the beliefs that go with those identities, and how that applies to the constructionist principle, or in other words, how we make sense of the world around us. So I really love this concept of the constructionist principle because it relates so closely with everything else we talk about on the podcast. In the clip with George, we get to see how he feels about the need to carry a wallet. His belief in carrying important things in a case even leads him to physical pain and suffering. He is willing to suffer for this reality he has created. This is an example of what we deal with as human beings on a day-to-day basis. We make decisions based on how we see things. And we are making sense of the world around us based on what we have constructed through our own experiences, our interactions with others, and all of the beliefs that come with those interactions. Throughout our lives, we are constantly building and adjusting what becomes our reality. In George's reality, important things belong in a case, and that case is his wallet. In Jerry's world, he can forego the wallet, and he is willing to put it all in a European carry-all bag. George refers to it as a purse. Jerry refers to it as European. Words matter. Because of these interactions between George and Jerry, we can get some pretty important lessons about how we deal with day-to-day decisions and day-to-day interactions. First, for George, having a wallet is very important. It's a belief he carries with him, and this impacts everything he does. It's so important, he's willing to suffer physical pain for it. We see this all the time. People will make decisions based on their beliefs and how important those beliefs are to the identities they have adopted and the identity that is important to them at the time. Having the wallet is an important part of George's identity. He even calls it a friend. Our beliefs can become so important to our our identity that we fail to see risks that exist. George cannot see the danger that exists. 
he uses his wallet to file important receipts and cannot see that what he is actually trying to protect can be hurt by what he believes. And perception matters. A lot of people think that seeing is believing, but this is not really the case. For a lot of our lives, seeing isn't believing, but believing is seeing. What we believe impacts everything we see. It impacts how we deal with what's going on around us. If you watch the episode, you'll see that in 20 years, they haven't updated it. It's recorded forever, the same way audiences watched it in 1998. However, the perception I have, you have, Jerry has, and George has, is different even though we are seeing the same thing that's been shown since 1998. And words do matter. In Appreciative Inquiry, it's been written that words make worlds. What Jerry describes as a morbidly obese, pain-causing, pocket-born filing cabinet, George sees as an organizer, a secretary, and a friend. When was the last time you were in a discussion when you felt people had already made an opinion, or that there were biases when you were trying to get feedback to make a decision? It probably wasn't that long ago. If Jerry were to ask me, hey Mike, should George keep this huge unorganized thing in his pocket? He's suffering pain from it. He has back problems because of it. There's stuff in it he'll never use, and he can't find the stuff he actually needs. I'd probably say no. That's a dumb decision. Of course he shouldn't. Now, if George were to ask me, Hey, Mike, I keep getting ridiculed because I still carry a wallet. I have my important receipts and other documents in it, and I've had it for years. It's like it's a part of me. It's like a friend of me. My response would probably be a little different. We see the same thing when George calls Jerry's man bag a purse. And Jerry responds, it's not a purse, it's European. Just remember that words matter. And how we frame our discussions can have serious outcomes on decisions, feelings, motivation, and culture. Because we know that words matter. This is a great time to revisit what we learned from Sherry Torres last week about appreciative inquiry and how to have discussions based on a positive frame. Remember, we're not looking at situations through rose-colored glasses where there are not problems. We still want to be able to deal with complex issues, but we can reframe our discussion by doing a couple of things. First, having a positive frame, and second, asking generative questions. So first, having a positive frame. Let's look at George and his wallet. By calling George's wallet names and making fun of it, Jerry may actually be causing George to hold on even tighter because George feels like he is protecting part of his in-group. To have a positive frame, Jerry could flip the conversation and instead ask George about what having a pain-free life means to him and what he could do if he had no back pain. And second, asking generative questions. When you ask a generative question, what we want to do is try to elicit some more ideas in a positive way that helps people decide what they can do to help solve a complex issue. What we saw in Jerry's interaction with George were a lot of statements about how bad his wallet is. Instead, Jerry might have been better off by asking some generative questions. The point is to try and ask questions that build understanding and elicit information, ideas, and possibilities. Jerry could have asked, Hey, George, do you remember a time you needed to find something important? It was exactly where you put it. Or maybe, do you remember the summer of George 
when you didn't have any pain? What were some of the great things you were able to do because your back didn't bother you? We're still dealing with the same situation, with the same issue, but we've done a couple of things. We have a positive frame and we asked generative questions. So by keeping a positive frame and asking generative questions, we can increase our chances of figuring out answers to complex issues and not closing off conversations because we threaten the belief system of someone else. Beliefs are grounded in the identities we adopt. So threatening these beliefs can have a detrimental impact on trust, open communication, and developing strength-based solutions. In today's episode, we were able to use the constructionist principle of appreciative inquiry to better understand how we make sense of the world around us and how we make decisions based on that world we have constructed. We also learned that people will make decisions based on those beliefs, and those decisions may make no sense to you or I if we wrote them down on paper, but they make complete sense to the person making the decision. Finally, we learned the two principles from the book, Conversations Worth Having, by Jackie Stavros and Sherry Torres could help us. One, having a positive frame, and two, asking generative questions. Sherry was on last week's episode, episode 46, and Jackie will be on very soon to talk to us more about conversations worth having. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a chance, I would love it if you could subscribe to the podcast and rate it. This helps a lot in getting new members into our community of people that want to put on a positive lens to view themselves and others. Also, if you could please visit the Crucial Talks website at www.crucialtalks.com and connect with me via email or on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter, I'd really appreciate it. Have a great week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people.